I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Everybody giving me advice is never right. That is why I only listen to my own advice. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. I'm a living legend, I can't die, no, I can't die. Label me a rock star, cause I rock and I shine. Y'all wasting your time. Swear this world is mine. Ready Player One. Really? I like that. Yeah, just because like I read the book. <clears throat> you know, you know, we read the book like way back, way back when you, you guys remember that. Like it was like summer reading for for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to watch the movie just because I wanted to see how they brought it to life. Um, I think you know, visu- visually, once again, it, it, it was pretty good visually, but you know, still, the movie was eh. I mean, the book to movie transition as well. Yeah, it's, it's it's really tough. It is, but uh, so know, honestly, yeah, a lot of movies will always be not as good as like the book themselves. Like yeah, everybody will, everybody will always argue if um, the Harry Potter series is it better than the movie. A lot of people will say, yeah, the book is way better. Or because um, in the Lord book, the they usually you usually describe more in the book. Like mm-hmm. you, there's always so much you can do with the movie. So uh, that's something. I mean, I kind of went in with that expectation. With, with the book versus the movie. So, honestly, if you want to do it, it's, interesting. Book, it's going to have to be a five hour movie. Yeah. Like, I remember, or, I remember thinking yeah. when I was a kid, the Percy Jackson movie that came out, disappointing as it was, but I, like, I knew why it was disappointing because they left out so many crucial parts. Like, there was a exactly. fight. There's a lot of, there's a lot of intrigues of detail in the book. Exactly, and like everything, like all those details made the plot go forward. And when they cut those details out, the plot didn't hit as, as much. It felt rushed. So honestly, if Percy Jackson wanted to be good, it would have to be either split in two parts for a full five-hour total, or just. But how many? How many? You're gonna do all of them? Like, like how many books are you talking? Because I already got two movies out. So yeah, you, gotta, you gotta you gotta do all. Unless you want to do them over, but like, how many? Yeah, how many more times are you gonna do that? I got a show. I got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, what am? I don't know. You cut off. Nah. Um, out of the twenty ten, <laughs> nah. um, there was kind of like this surgence of movies based off of books. Which movie series based off books did you think was the best? Like Divergent, Hunger Games, Percy Jackson. Or um, the Maze Runner. Mm. I couldn't finish the Hunger Games. Okay, that's how you know that the I books were better. Games. No, no, like I, I liked the books first, and then I liked Hunger Games, and then I liked Catching Fire, and then what were the last ones? Mockingjay. Yeah, they cut Mockingjay in two. And then they cut it in two. I couldn't watch two. By the time I got to Mockingjay part one, I kind of just fell off from it. Like afterwards, like I kind of just died. So I, I couldn't, I personally couldn't finish it. Because I mean, in, in, in my honest opinion, like the, the best one so far that kind of came to the ending and everybody was like on it in middle school was Twilight. Twilight is always like the classic one where everybody, mm. everybody likes Twilight to a certain degree. 
Oh, yeah, and I just rewatched those. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I would say Hunger Games for me. Personally. Just I, I what it means. Like, Percy like, Jackson movies sucked, but... Yeah, Percy Jackson. They, they didn't even finish... They didn't finish any... Didn't right, finish they didn't even finish them. Yeah. Why Hunger Games, man? Um... Because I, I, you know, how a lot of movies have, like, a lot of, like, background to it. So, like, there's always that hidden message. So, that's how I felt about Hunger Games. And that, that's what made me enjoy it more than... I didn't, I didn't actually see Maze, the Maze Runner movies, but, yeah, I feel like The Hunger Games was something that could be relatable to us in a hell now and in, in the future. So, it, I feel like that's something that if we want to avoid something like that, then we got to, you know, open our eyes and see some, see some, see some stuff that's going on. What about you, uh, Lulu? You know, I kind of wish that I went before Max because then I would have said Hunger Games. And he would have been like, "Damn yeah, again!" <laughs> yeah, so, that's why I was yeah. like, I picked, I picked, I picked Twilight. But also, yeah. like, if you want Twilight, also, I also personally liked uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Chronicles of Narnia is one like, of my favorite. I, like I didn't like the third movie. Yeah, third movie was kind of like, eh. and also it's it's kind of hard to continue it when like the actors get older, and so it's really, you kind of really can't like. Can't really like younger find because they all looked grown at that point. What so about, what about the Maze Runner? You guys didn't like that series? I never, I never read I, the book nor saw the movie. I enjoyed the first, I didn't see the movie. enjoyed the movies, but I gotta say that I gotta pick Hunger Games because see with Maze Runner, I read the books, I like the books. I watched the movies, I like the movies. But with Hunger Games, I don't know why I just couldn't get through the second book. Like I just it just wasn't ca- capturing my attention. But mm-hmm. I like movies because it felt like it did it, it, it did. It, Properly, it condensed them. It condensed the story appropriately, and it made it easy to enjoy and watch. And I still understood what was going on. It didn't leave out a lot of in my life. Maybe I don't know, but it didn't feel like. Do you think? Do you think it was the the story of the characters themselves? Because normally, like what captures people with like a book is that there's something interesting about each character, and there's something that you get to understand and grow with each individual character, even though there's a main character, you know, in, in each in each type of movie series. But like like so like for me, like I like Chronicles Narnia and I like Twilight because every yes, it was like the main character man, their issues, but there were also like a lot of like the side character issues that like everybody was trying to like develop for themselves in which would captivated me into continuing to watch it. So I wasn't always like focused on like the main story. I was like always focused on like 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 side missions. I wasn't always focused on the main missions. Like the side missions was always like what was cool for me. I mean, mm. to tell you the truth, I don't really know. Like I, I really tried. I, I was reading the book. I, I I sat there. I was on the same page for like three days. Old. I could not like. It was just. It was Damn. Something about <laughs> you couldn't get that. This is one page, dog. Like, I was. I was in. Like, oh god. I just like I couldn't get that. I was. It was just the writing wasn't getting me. Um. Everything it got, like I, I read. All through Hunger Games, the first book, I loved it. I was so excited to get the second book. I literally ran back to the library, checked it back out. Just didn't do it. I just, like, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, it just, like, the writing wasn't the, the story or whatever. It just wasn't capturing my attention. What about you, Jeff? Uh, I mean, I didn't really read um, like a lot of fiction books. But as far as, like, the teen dystopian genre, 
uh, Maze Runner really caught my attention, especially like the second one, a Sports Trials. That was that was really dope. I didn't see the last one. I didn't see uh, Death Gear. Was pretty cool. First cool. Death Gear. I did like yeah. the a little bit, but the second Sports Trials. I think the book really kind of kept the uh, the mystery going. The movies kind of went mm-hmm. for an action. Um, action. Yeah. Now, one of the I do want to transition to, if y'all don't mind, is something just as a little spinoff of, of our previous episode. As do you see when video games get turned into movies and do they stand the test of time? And it's very difficult a lot of times <laughs> to go from a video game into a series or a movie. Continue. Alex, what if all three of us just said, no, we do mind and we just moved on to a different yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> what, what if we just say no? Like, oh, you, God. Like, veto. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not saying we, we can talk about like, Tekken. We can talk about Mortal Kombat. Tekken. No, no, no. We're not no. about that movie next. <laughs> what, the new one? The new I will shoot. I wanted to destroy the movie set. I want to destroy everything that was made. I want to destroy the... I want to... Everybody that was everybody that was included in the production, I want to backhand at least one time. Wait, like I'm about why? The, the new one. The new one. Literally, did you like, you the like new it? One? Yes, I liked it. No, Jesus, Jesus, strike him! Strike him now! Don't strike bring, this kid. Don't bring Jesus. If Jesus was going to strike me down. He would have done it already. Don't bring him in. All right. You, you'll Look, see some flickering in a minute because. Do it, bro. Why, Lucas? Hold up. Wait. Wait. You act, Okay. What did you like about Mortal Kombat? Okay. So, look. Look. <laughs> Who? Okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you see. Did you, Jeff, watch Fast and Furious 9 because you thought the plot was just riveting and engaging and thought provoking? <laughs> No, you wanted to see Dominic Toretto drive a muscle car into some big ass trucks. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> Matt, uh, I'm sorry, Alex. Did you watch the Twilight movies because you thought the romance was truly cap- and cap- uh, captivating? No, you wanted to see vampires rip throats out. Next, Maxwell. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. One thing, one thing I want to say about that, right? I understand where you're coming from in that sense. This is where the movie made me go, no. Don't have the first 10 minutes of the movie seem like some deep-ass plot where you have his family getting killed and the fighting was phenomenal and cinematic. But okay, we're going this route. It's a serious movie. Then go to this dude that got nothing to do with the Mortal Kombat universe at all. Who is this bum? From there. This like got bum? Descendant of Scorpion is a ex trash MMA fighter and now needs to be summoned to now join Mortal Kombat. And he doesn't even fully develop into Scorpion. He's just a dude with fucking nunchucks and a gold breastplate. Like, who is this kid? He wasn't even like buff. He was just annoying, scrawny. He's an annoying, like, an annoying dude. Like, he wasn't buff. Oh my god. Okay, hold on, hold on. You ain't getting nothing like 
And then they killed off fucking Kung Lao quickly. Like, yo, why? Why? Literally, the first scene and the last scene is the only thing I enjoyed. Between when Scorpion came back and Sub Zero, I was like, yes, this is what I want to see. And then you want to look at him like, protect my bloodline. Now, fuck your bloodline. Because Alexander, Alexander, you need therapy, clearly. (laughs) <laughs> Look, nah, that movie needs therapy because I hate asshole. it. Let me answer. My God! Now, first of all, yes, I do agree that Cole mm. Young's character was weirdly introduced and didn't seem to fit. Honestly, personally, I think that maybe it was a combination of you know let's add some new characters to the mix, and maybe they couldn't find a Johnny Cage because you know everyone Johnny Cage is part of the original trilogy, like the original trio, but maybe they couldn't find one. They, they hinted at him for the next movie, but you know, so but. And second of all, it wasn't nunchucks. There were tonfas. You want culture. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Third of all. Oh my God. Third of all. Uh, now, there are things, there are oh things in the movie. You stuck are, the katanas and Takoro into his stomach. What I liked about the movie was that it was, it was a good action movie. It was good fight scenes. And that's what I wanted. I just wanted fun scenes. And, I, and bro, I could get an entire movie of Kano, Kung Lao, and Liu Kang roasting each other. An hour and a half of that, I would be so satisfied. You really like the, the, the comedic aspect of it? Like, I don't think that that's what I... Not, not to say like that, like, I get what I want. Like, but I think as a consumer and an, and an appreciator of like moral combat as like the series, there's very few like comedic like yes there's good comic relief in all serious movies but when you're going into it like every game every game that we play from beginning to through x through x um through xl through 11 like all of the 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 cinematic cutscenes, there's something serious about it you're going to like these different worlds and like these different villains these different scenes these different issues and you're it's, it's always the same thing it's always you know trying to make sure that you know Outworld does not get control. And that is what I wanted to see. And I just the characters were really just not 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 it for me. Like I like it took me a minute to realize who that Melina was Melina. Like it gave it took me a hard minute. And then they didn't even give her like Baraka tea. Like Yeah, it just Well I, I would say my gripe to the movie was the tone had too many tone shifts. Like I said, the beginning was a completely... The first 10 minutes of the movie was completely different from the rest. Mm-hmm. It made it seem like it was going into a direction. I was hooked and ready. I was ready for it. And then you get to this, and it's like, the characters aren't... Like, if you're going to change the characters, don't make them so different that they just don't look like how they do in like the games. Like, Shao Kahn looked like a bitch to me. Like, I feel like I could beat him up. Like, he was... <laughs> literally. And then they had Jax with those scrawny, like, it would look like his arms were made out of straw, and it wasn't until, like, um, so the last scene where he develops where he his like, arms like that. And I'm like, that's like, not how he got his arms. That's uh, a weird way to do that. Like, and then Reptile was a legitimate reptilian and not, like, a humanoid. Right. Reptile. He wasn't, like, a dude with, like, like the ninja, like, he was... So, yes, like, he can have, like, the venom spit in the tongue, yeah. but, like, he, he, looked, he looked like a whole Komodo dragon just turning invisible. Like okay, so and the one thing I think the one thing that turned me off from the movie the most was mm-hmm. the off-key 
out of out of sync uh, catchphrases from the Mortal Kombat games. Like I swear to God, when Kung Lao was fighting that woman with the bat wings, and he just busted her up with that fatality, that was so amazing. And then he ruined it by saying flawless victory, and I was like, "What?" Well, that wasn't a flawless. That wasn't a flawless victory. But. I have a gripe with the fighting too, especially when it came to the tone. Because it was like PG-13 fighting, like, yeah, kind of like the fighting they do when, like, Mortal Kombat 11, how it's like, and then all of a sudden you throw in a random fatality. Like, the stakes wasn't there for it to turn into a fatality, not brutal, daredevil, punisher-type fighting. It was more like daredevil fighting, like, and then let cut, cut his head off. It's kind of like, the fighting You got like to beat them down to a pulp and yeah. then do the fatality. Yeah. Like, that's how we all know how the game works. It's like, you fight, you fight, you throw hands, you beat them until they can't go no more, and then it's finish him. And you know it's yeah, time it's to finish him. And then you can <laughs> and do the hat and then put his head in. Like, but then you he, just kind of. You know just, what I mean, Lucas? Yeah. No, I do. Or at least make it a brutality at that point or something. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm much easier to please with this kind of stuff. But, like, I know, like, I have good, bad, like, tastes. Like, something is just too extreme for me to let go. But, I mean, I enjoyed the fight scenes. And now that I think about it, now, yeah, I know, I see what you're saying. But at the time when I was watching it, I wasn't really thinking about it. I just thought mm-hmm. that it was cool. It was fun to watch. And, it's, I mean, this, the fight scene with Cole versus Boro, that was That was kind of lackluster. But the Scorpion, the Scorpion's uh, revival appearance, that was a lot. Of, that was very enjoyable. Even yeah. the even the kind of the wimpy get over you. Know, it was good. Hey, it, 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 hey, it was a get over <laughs> that we were all familiar with. Because like you were thinking he's gonna kill this main character, and then all you see is the spear. And at that point, it's like, okay, it's time. Get over here. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and also, you gotta remember, like that. That um, I, I keep looking at these actors' names. But that, that, that Japanese actor that we all know and love, he's like 50-something years old. He's not going to be able to, like, he ain't going to be able to, he might hurt himself. Like, well, I think he really enjoys like, what he does. Yeah, he, no, he, no, he does. But, like, yeah, you also got to remember, like, you know, him and, like, his age. It's like, it's like expecting Jackie Chan to still do backflips and kick people. Like, dog, like, the man's 60. Like, y'all give me a good laugh. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> gave me a good laugh, bro. That was a good laugh. I mean, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't really want to. I didn't want to analyze it. It was just after, like the, the original World Combat movies were kind of garbage because they were cheesy and old. The games were great, and it's really hard to make a movie to please everyone, especially like that. Oh yeah, but like the the '95 World Combat that that everybody knows, like yeah, it's cool, but it was the '90s, like. Look, you yeah, you expect they, they sunk, exactly they sunk themselves with the sequel because in the sequel they killed out John Cage in the opening fifteen minutes. You don't do that. Like I'm sorry, but Johnny Cage is pretty much essential in my opinion to any world. <laughs> Johnny but, Cage and Luke Cage are like the one characters where I do not expect them to die. Everybody else I can see dying. It's like damn, that's crazy. But like those two, kind of like they kind of go throughout the entire world. Yeah. But you see, I actually wanted to transition to something interesting because this is something I was thinking about. We had a conversation earlier about Marvel stuff. And you were, Jeff, you were talking about the tone shift. You know, I think 
that has a lot to do with Marvel movies and what they have done to like the perception of movies. See, Marvel came up with a, a formula for how to make their movies. And pretty much they all work. Like even if like even if one movie, like you said, isn't as appropriate, like you know, Thor being as funny as Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe not the best movie. Maybe. But like they made a formula and it works for every movie, so much so that both comic book diehard fans like myself and people who've never picked up a comic book in their life love the movies and generate success. But it's like they made like a balance of humor, action, and development. Now everybody wants to get on that train. So every, everyone now thinks that their, their movies have to have a certain amount of humor because that's what people like. They're like, oh, they love the Marvel movies. Let's write notes on how that goes. But do you think the people went to see it for the humor or they wanted to see it because it was like the next one of, of like the saga? They're like, oh, that's the next one of the saga. Where's it going now? And then it just kind of like tolerated the humor. Did they, do you think a lot of people really enjoyed the humor that much? Yes. Or it was from the net. I think I think the humor plays a big role in Marvel. I do because people okay. like reference jokes from the movies. I do the same thing. They they talk about how funny these characters are. They don't just talk like people will talk more about fight scenes. People will talk more about character development, and people will talk about how funny, how much it made them laugh. Like the first Avengers movie, y'all remember when Hulk picked up Loki and just like tossed him around? That was hilarious. I, I was not expecting that. That was, was kind of like the opening of the... Bro, the, the entire theater laughed so loud, no one could hear what Hulk said afterwards. Like, that puny Who's God, there? no one heard him, because we were laughing so hard. And that was when people, and people were like, oh man, this is great. You get comedy, action, and character development, all in one. So, because if you know it, if you watch every single Marvel movie, they're all very similar in that, like, that progression. You introduce characters... They have some kind of humorous charm. They fight a lot. Boom, climax. You get like, you whittle down, whittle down. You get big hype fight scenes while they're mixing in humor. And everyone, they all do that. So now the DC movies want to do that. Um, you get movies as serious as Mortal Kombat or John Wick trying to do that. So I don't know. I think that's just the grand impact that Marvel has had on cinema. I mean, you're going to have humor, but I guess where the humor starts to get repetitive is like the quips or like the comebacks that people unnecessarily is what I was getting more at. Like in Infinity War and like Endgame is kind of like, especially like Rocket Raccoon after a while, it's kind of like you don't need to be going as hard on everybody like that. Maybe. I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody, but the hmm. funny thing about the formula is that Everyone likes the movies, and if you don't like something, you like something a lot more. Like you, um, you like the action scenes, right, Jeff? And what? In, uh, pick a Marvel movie. Winter Soldier. Any Marvel movie. Winter Soldier. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and the Winter Soldier had certain uh, like it was a little more serious in tone, but it did have certain like um, breaks and like in, in it. yeah, like they were like when they were. Uh, Spoiler for anyone for whatever reason hasn't seen the movie when they were interrogating that sh the Hydra Shield agent um, and they kicked him off the building. There was a moment where they just they tried to murder a dude, and it's like, what about that that little girl on the front desk? Oh yeah, with the piercings. Like they're like they're going on a joke, and then it's like you know yeah. they just tried to interrogate this man by throwing him off a roof. 
but it worked. It was funny. So, which is right. And then you'll have Drax in Infinity War. Quill, you're getting fat. No, no, you're getting fat. That's what you said. And it's like interrogating someone, roasting someone for being not as buff as Thor. It was funny when in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, he did, you are my friends. And the green whore. <laughs> She's my friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Jax, Jax, I probably is like my favorite, one of my favorite characters in all of movies. It's like I saved Quill. No, you didn't. We just we just established that blowing the ship up doesn't save. When did we establish this? Three seconds ago. Uh, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. Like the man is hilarious. <laughs> but I he, think, yeah, I personally find that I enjoy it personally. And like you got to think about also like on a minor tangent. It's funny that like Drax in the comics. Is just so radically powerful, but in the movies, he's just a really buff dude with some knives. A strong yeah. buff dude, but he's got knives. Yeah, but they kind of nerf. They kind of nerf him in the uh, in the movies because he's supposed to be able to kill. He's supposed to be able to kill Thanos. He wanted to say that a lot of characters He's literally he's literally created to kill Thanos. There's a lot of characters like that, though. Like, I think I think Storm originally was, like, super powerful. Like, the comics. But they had to hold her down a little bit. Well, yeah, because, you know, she make a hurricane and blow away all the animals. I mean, whatever gets the job done. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> right. So, is there a certain type of movie genre or a subgenre that you guys are, like, really critical of? Whether it's like slasher films, like sport films, critical or like I just I'm overall like, no like critical. Like my dad is real critical about cop movies since he was NYPD, so he'll watch it and go, "Oh, that's not how they do it usually." Or okay, that's the most realistic I've seen. So like you, like Alex and Max, do you guys watch like I don't know like a baseball movie and be like, "Eh," and that's not how it is, or something like that. Uh. In baseball movies, there's <laughs> I am critical. In baseball movies, I am critical, but I think it, depending on like the type of movie, like the way I'm critical about Forty Two is not the same way I'm critical about Angels in the Outfield. Like, okay. they're they're two different. But like, as far as like the functions, I'm just critical about people's bat swings. I hate the way that they, people be swinging the bat sometimes because they'll just. As you'll see them, they'll kind of like swing sideways. I'm like, that's not how you swing a butt, bro. Or like when people pitch, like people like will pitch ugly or like just throw the ball ugly, like as far as functions. But I feel like I, I, I try not to look at that type of stuff because it's just going to ruin the whole movie. So. It, it, it does. Because like you, you can tell, because like, it's, especially with baseball and like in any sport film. Anytime, like, you're throwing a baseball or throwing a football or shooting a basketball and you're seeing one cutscene of him shooting and then the cutscene of the ball going in. But in reality, how many times do you really say, oh, that's actually accurate? They probably did, like, 50 takes to make that one scene look good. Yeah, and so that's kind of, like, what you have to do, especially with sports movies. And so with baseball, it's definitely different because you can tell by the swing of the bat and the way that they hit the ball he did not blast that 400 yards. He, he did it. The way that he hit the ball, like that, that, that's a ground out. But they have to 
make it to where he looks like he is smashing balls just out the park every single time. So those are kind of like ones where I'm like very anal about. But as far as like the baseball movies, I love them for just like the story development. Like I love the Sandlot. Sandlot probably like every baseball fan appreciates the Sandlot. Because that's one of the favorite movies. Sandlot, Benchwarmers, uh, Bad News Bears, like those are my, my favorite baseball movies. But Old Durham. the rookie. Yeah. Uh, is that when he breaks his arm and then he somehow no, 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 is no, no, able no. to that's um yeah, that's another old, one. The rookie's with uh, older guy, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid. He uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's, he's like, a, like he's like forty years old, old and he finally makes it to the lead to the majors. Yeah, and he could throw. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Um, what else? Uh, Moneyball was good just because it was different. Like Moneyball was like it, it really introduced on the true story. Yeah, so, but it, it really shows like how. Baseball outside of like what happens outside of the diamond, like you can see how baseball works. You, but, um, you see the business aspect of it, exactly. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, no, well, like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't look for anything in specific in movies that to to be harsh on. I don't, yeah. What about you, Lucas? Are you critical about a certain subgenre or anal about a certain subgenre? Um, only one, actually, because I, I've told y'all before, I'm very easy to please this kind of stuff, but I'm mostly critical about thriller movies. Not horror movies, but like the thriller Like movies. Get Out? Dramas? Mm, no, that, that's like horror thriller. Horror thriller is a little bit different, but um, mm-hmm. for me. Like when I, when I say thriller, I mean like uh, detective movies, uh, uh, investigations, uh, like Power a, or Bright or something. yeah. There, there was a movie with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, it came out early mid two thousands, I think. Uh, hold on, let me find this. So it was Prisoners. It came out in twenty thirteen. My bad. It was a movie, and the thing, like, Hugh Jackman was a father whose daughter went missing, and Jake Gyllenhaal played a cop, and there's a whole thing where he's, like, they're, they're looking for this. Like, that was a very good movie, but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, where it's, like, very gritty um, uh, investigation kind of thing. I'm, I'm usually pretty analytical about it, because it's not like an action movie where I'm going in for fights. Fight scenes are good. I don't care about the rest. It's not like a comedy movie where it's if I laugh, I like it. Like, I want to be, um, what's the, what am I going to say? I want the movie to make me think. I really want, I want to think, and I want it to not be so predictable. Like, you know, it's one thing where it's like, by the end, I've, I've, I've thought maybe this is a possibility, but they actually do it. Like, oh, an example. There was a movie I watched on Netflix called Fracture with Sam Worthington. He's the main character from Avatar. And the whole thing is like he takes his uh, family to a hospital and then his family goes missing. So then he spends the entire movie trying to look for him. And I'm not going to say what it was, but toward the end, I had a thought. I was like, what if they do this? And then they actually did it, but I was still surprised. But like it was one of those things. The movie was very engaging, very thought-provoking. I was still, even though I predicted the ending, I was still happily surprised. Did you see the movie um, Escape Plan? 
with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Yes, I did. So is it something like that? Because like that movie, it like it took me a minute to like I had one understanding of it, and then I had another understanding of it because I thought he was a con, and it turned out that he was actually like working for the government yeah. to like test, you know, how breakout proof are these prisons, and so like no, that, was, that was good, but. When I was saying, when I said earlier, because you asked about like get out, so like anything that's like a like filler mixed in, for, I don't know why, but it's a little different because I have like different expectations. It's a if it's an action thriller like uh, like Escape Plan, then it's like okay, um, you know, it's engaging, it's intelligent at least, and there's a decent amount of action. I'm cool. With it. Like I'm not as concerned with the thought provoking elements as I am with the action. But if it's just straight, like not really made for action, but made for like to make you think. And yes, I am critical of that. I'm more critical about like martial art movies or like fight scenes and how realistic they are. So fight scenes always get butchered a lot though. Like some like some yeah. some you can tell, some you can't based off of like the time period because you can look at like Ali or Cinderella Man and that's it's not that they're fighting bad, but that's just how they fought in in those time periods. So like with Cinderella Man, where they had like those old gloves and those old, old shorts, like and the way that they were just, just throwing bows at each other, they weren't really like boxing. It was really just who can knock somebody out. And like as time gets better, you're you're really seeing the more technical development of fighters as time went on. Or just like how realistic the hit will look. Whereas um because I was watching a video about Jackie Chan and how he has like a certain rhythm to his own movies and he edits it differently. Whereas um in American movies, they'll like show the swing happening and then the second shot would be like the hit. But it would be like that, like the aftermath of the hit. So it's like, here's the kick and then it'll edit to where you see the foot coming away from the head so it doesn't look as powerful. Whereas with Jackie, what he would do is he would show you like the punch being thrown and then, like, the second shot would be, like, the hand this close and actually hitting the face, which would make it look, like, more intense. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of movies also, like, that's because, like, that's the, uh, <clears throat> the stunt double effect. Where it's, like, yeah. they, switch it, they switch it to a scene, they switch it to a cut where the stunt double's face isn't, isn't, isn't visible. And they're doing all the, the crazy fights. And then they'll immediately shift back to show his face. And sometimes it's a really bad disconnect. Like, Winter, the Winter yeah. Soldier did a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. Because like you could barely tell based on how they were doing the shots, but there are some movies where it's like it's such a choppy effect you can tell. Yeah, yeah, that is bad. bad. Did you um movies that like, you like it pretty good? Huh? I was gonna say, did you like? Did did you believe like It Man, like the It Man series? That's my favorite martial art movie. Oh yeah, see, and like all of those, like, all of those, I believe, except for like. Like my 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 favorite scene, only because it's like I'm so like critical, but then it's like I can't tell if this is real or not. Is um, him versus Mike Tyson? Because like, can Mike Tyson really do this? I know we get hit, but the way that he's going one on one with it, man, it's like uh, I mean, he would be physically stronger. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Man, would be I, I guess like the the whole thing of like throwing a punch and like floating in the air that was a little overdone. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The idea behind it, like Jeff, like Jeff said, the idea behind him being that much more powerful was kind of that was also, I think, to showcase um, part of like the Wing Chun application, where it's like this is how we deal with big people, kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Like one movie that actually like it really impressed me like in general because I didn't think that he'd do a good job at Dylan O'Brien and do from uh and Maze Runner in it was American Assassin. The fight scenes in those were one of the most realistic scenes I've ever seen. I'm talking about full on MMA, like double leg takedowns, arm bars, like people were getting like bust up in that movie. It was really good. Oh yeah. But ooh, there's another one. Um any uh the the raid movies. Yeah, there you are. Oh my God. Oh bro. If, to all our listeners out there, if y'all have not watched the Raid movies, go watch them. Because that was oh, like the main character was like his big, that was his big um, entrance into the cinematic universe. He brought his own martial art, like, not his own, but like his, like a different one, Silat. That was his whole thing. Yeah. And man, that was fun to watch. That's the like Indonesian type martial art. Yep. It was like very, it was heavily focused on like close quarters elbows and knees and stuff, but like not like Muay Thai. It was very close. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. what's what's the, uh, I I feel so bad that I Eco um Weiss, I think that's his last name. Yeah, Weiss or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah I love that dude. Because um in the second raid movie they had a choreographed fight, like it was the final fight with the big villain. That was raw. Like that felt like it's it, it felt like a very long fight, so it's surprising they had that kind of stamina. But you could feel it; you could definitely mm-hmm. feel it. <coughs> well, you guys are watching because Sub Zero's in it. <laughs> and yeah. there's also um, there's also uh, another raid movies, but uh, any movie with Tony Ja, like Ong Bak, Ong Bak, yeah, oh. mm-hmm. movies, yeah. yeah. What about hmm? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. No, no. No, because I was gonna say like I'm trying to think about like one that I enjoyed, but I think I would get a lot of flack for is that I liked Ninja Assassin, but like with it, it's like I just love like the aspect of like how that ninja is. But uh, when it comes to like the fight scenes, the only thing that I just couldn't get by is that they overdid the gore Mm -hmm. of like the blood and stuff, like all the blood splatter. And so I was the only thing that's kind of a ticking away from it. But like as far as like the fights. With all of like the special like ninja, um, the ninja weapons, I was like, see this, I want to learn only because it's like, like there's a specific technique on how you hold, especially the one where it's like a steel chain and then a knife at the end, yeah. and then being able to fight with that and then use that and then be able to use that and like that's like one of their like real weapons and then really knowing how to move in the shadows and like how to really like adapt in darkness, that is where I like I appreciate it. as opposed to you know, and man are all the other ones where it's more straight up. Like, I'm not sneaking behind you. I'm not throwing a, a a ninja star at you. It's just like, I'm standing up. What's up? One-on-one. Let's do it. Like, type of fights. I liked, I liked, there was one thing I liked about that chain, the chain fight, where it was like, when he was like, there was a slow motion scene where he was like swinging at him, and it kind of came at the screen a little bit. And I mm-hmm. thought it was, I liked that a lot. It was like, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't weird or overdone. It was like, right. it felt very, I don't know, action heavy. But that one, I think, I, I like the of like of all of the extra elements with that of well, the different weapons stuff. But I think that to Jeff's point, I think that he appreciates what he appreciates is the actual hand to hand combats themselves. He likes that there is like real martial arts, MMA, the real technical moves that are being done to where and enough like 
and there's very little editing because it's so real and they're knowing how to choreograph these moves. And so when he's seeing these, it's like, okay, with like Wing Chun or leg takedowns or any type of blocks or arm bars or anything, these are real. And for you guys, for you, Jeff and Lucas, that you guys are really like taking into those practices, you guys can appreciate that because it's something that like you guys are like really saying like, yes, this is something that is real that I apply in my own practice. So I, I can see why you guys like those. Like I said, just grabbing someone's arm and then just twisting it a little bit and then the whole person flips unrealistic. I want to see an Uchi Mata. I want to see you go back to belly and like use their body weight, lift up your butt and, and do the flip. Full, full, mm -hmm. full, body, like full body and joint manipulation. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. make, it, make, make it make sense. Yeah. Uh, well, like, um, when I'm thinking of an example of like fight scenes that don't like do it justice for me, uh, there was that, that biopic with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale, the fighter, where it was okay. like the story mm -hmm. of the boxer being trained by his old brother. I mean, that was an interesting movie. I kind of liked what they were doing, but like the fight scenes, it just, I don't like, I don't know like how accurate it was to the real stuff, but it's just, I don't know. Like I've seen, I've seen them do it better. That's what I'm saying. I've seen I've seen them really apply that kind of boxing choreography um, to make it look fun, but also semi-realistic. Like the punches just didn't have any weight behind them. Yeah, like it was a wonder that you knocked anybody. Yeah, that's kind of how how you saw it in Creed because in Creed, like they explained how they choreographed the punches. Yeah, especially when it's the one where it's like he's like whooping on Creed, or like the ones where they're like choreographing like a knockout. Like, yeah, you're getting hit. But it's it's the way you get hit and the way you have to like move your head and your neck to where you're not taking the full brunt of it. But in like when they're trying to like CGI and everything, they're making it look like you're taking the full force of it and then knocking somebody out. But like to like somebody who's really seeing it, you're like, eh, that'll hurt, but you're not going down. There, like Michael B. Jordan was getting hit, like if he was getting hit in like the body, but as far as like the face. Oh yeah, face they shots. Made sure yeah, not to like hit him. The only time he really got hit was when like the Ricky, you know, pretty Ricky Conan like swung mm -hmm. at him at the very end. Because I mm -hmm. saw that behind the scenes where like Sylvester Stallone, it was a ritual or initiation that they did that you have to take a real punch from a boxer. So mm -hmm. he actually knocked Michael B. Jordan out, and it was only thirty percent of his power through like the real boxer. Because you saw him like winding it up, and he just went, and then Michael B. like went down, went down. He like legit went down for real. Yeah. You fucked him real good. Yeah. I was like, hey yo, like and at that scene I was like, hey yo, he actually knocked him out. Like, yeah. nah, cut, cut, hey yo, you got knocked the fuck out. Come on, wake Welcome up. to the Rocky the Rocky franchise. Mm -hmm. The Rocky franchise. I like what they do with Creed a lot. It was, it was, it was classy, it was tasteful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alright, before we close this out, let's pick two movies two movies that you think everyone should watch and why? Two movies that you just have to watch? Like two recommended movies. And why? Avatar. Please well, watch my it. My recommendation is shit that people always are never gonna get people have already seen, most likely. That's it, like they're older, but like, yeah. Avatar, just just watch it. Even if you're not into like, you know, the whole sci-fi stuff to just watch the development from like from beginning to end and you'll you'll, you'll see what I mean by like like you'll love 
way that this story unfolds. Like it is, it is really a beautiful piece of art that they did with that one. And then another one that surprised me that I was like, you know what? This is a good movie. Life of Pi. Life of Pi was cool. Like, I, 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 because I didn't know what was happening. I was like, you're stuck on a boat with a tiger. What's happening? But like the whole journey is not even like just that part. It's understanding the journey of what it means to like be in that space. And then for him to like really tell a story. And at the end to like, but say like, you know, like, do you believe the story is this believable? Because nobody would believe that you're arriving in the middle of the ocean with a tiger. Nobody will believe that. But just to see that. And then that, that movie got a lot of awards, like a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, Hey, the book did too. Yeah, both did. Avatar and Life of Pi, they got a lot of awards for just the production themselves. Like those, those are two great productive movies. So yeah, Life of Pi and Avatar for me. What, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, one probably the whole world has seen a million times. I'll probably say uh, Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino can't go wrong with it. Good movie. Samuel Jackson, uh, Bruce Willis. Don't need to explain much, much more. Uh, another one, also Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This one of his newest films, newer films, came out in like 2019. But that has uh, Brad Pitt, uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio also. Yep, he's in there. But um, yeah, that pretty much tells the story of like Hollywood back in the day. It was about a guy who was a, a stuntman. And he was trying to make it in Hollywood. And it kind of like goes to the story of like Charles Manson and his family and, you know, a whole bunch of everything, like a whole bunch of other, like other things going on in Hollywood at that time or in the surrounding area. So that was a pretty good movie too. So definitely recommend that one. So those are my two movies. So can I, can I bend the, uh, the standard a little bit and give three because they're all fantastic, but they all have a good music. No. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I'm the one I'm editing this, so technically your no doesn't even. Uh, yeah. Oh, you gonna cut it out? Oh, you're trash. <laughs> leave you out. How about that? Uh, okay. So the first one is my favorite. It's John Wick. Now the first one. All yep. three. Let's say the the whole the whole trilogy. Okay. Though all three. All of them. Like just put them together as one recommendation because you have to see them all like the first one is fantastic second one is great for its own different reasons the third one even more builds even more like it's just it's a different take on action movies and it's a different take on just like story and honestly uh during that time it was a good thing to step away from during like the big marvel era when things were getting really hot it was good to step away a little bit and get something different number two is Pacific Rim. The first one. Like that that was fun. The cinematography was great. The the action like we were talking a lot about how the action feels real. And that one, the the CGI and everything, it felt very realistic. Like if I was gonna see a giant mech suit fight a monster, that's exactly like the clunkiness, the like the, the force behind everything, that felt realistic despite being science fiction. And I think it uh, gives a new take on um, 
Loki it looked more real than Transformers. A little bit. A little a Loki little looked more real. Because you know, Transformers are aliens, so it kind of Yeah. So he has his own functions. But as far as like these are human controlled robots. And so every technical you can see everything mm-hmm. moving in the engineering of it. Yeah, so so, yeah. so the third one is very different than everything else. Um it's called a Dead Poets Society. Now, I don't know if y'all heard of this, but it's an old Robin Williams movie, um, and it's like a it's like a drama. Oh, Captain, yeah, Captain. And it, yep, exactly. It it's also stars the dude who played Wilson in the show House MD. I think mm. big starts like Omar Ed. What? Omar Ed. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm bad with names. I'm bad with actor names. But yeah, that movie was very. Um, it, it just, like, the story was beautiful. And the character development also was phenomenal. And, like, for, for being, like, an older movie, I think a lot of people need exposure to some of the older stuff. So they need to experience the classics, not just whatever's coming out next year. So those are my recommendations. You should check them all out. You will not Wait, whoops. Disappoint Neil Perry. Hmm? I said Neil Perry. Oh. Uh, Rob, Robert Sean Leonard. That's the guy. Right. Yeah, that's the guy. All right, Jeff. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go with three as well. Um, first recommendation as far as like cinematography. I mean, the plot was very good, but like this movie really got me into like how pretty like each scene is, or like the lighting effect, the aperture of like the scene itself. And how like it could really be like an artful masterpiece is Ex Machina. Um, that came out in 2014. That one has Alicia Vikander, who's the new Tomb Raider. Um, basically, it's this dude that um, works at Google, and then he meets the CEO, goes to like his house, and has to test like an artificial intelligence or like a robot, and do like the Turing test, which is to um, test like a machine's intelligence to see if it can come off as human or passive. That's for human. Um, but it's a very good movie. Cinematography is beautiful. Plot is really good. And uh, I just really like that movie. Um, second recommendation. I watched this movie about three times. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there no more. Uh, it's called Stonehurst Asylum. It has Kate Beckinsale in it. Kent, ben Kingsley's in it. And it's these um, asylum patients that take over an asylum and act like they're the doctors. Um, and the doctor that tries to go in there and um, find this patient, but it turns out that the doctor has his like own hidden secrets, and everything just kind of gets flipped upside down. And it is a really like interesting movie that makes you like think. Um, and then the last one. Last one is uh, Nerve with Dave Franco and Emma Roberts. Mm-hmm. And that one I just didn't expect to be good. And it was actually pretty good. And that mm-hmm. one is... Uh, was that the uh, one where you get dared to do something? Like online? Yeah, it's like this online like social media game kind of um, where they'll pay you to do like these different stunts and stuff like that. I remember saying that. I remember yeah. saying that. Oh, that was interesting. 
Yeah, and it was good because it kind of shows you how people's perception, like through a phone screen, can kind of dehumanize people so that mm-hmm. like they're just characters, or like you subconsciously think they're just characters. So when they like die and stuff, it's just like you don't care. Yeah. So those are the three recommendations. All right, y'all. Ooh, I have another one. Go ahead. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you if you want to see something that's just like fucking ridiculous, I, that's it. Yeah, like it's just it's ridiculous, but it's ridiculously fun, and it's, it's like so good. it's good. Video games, video you know, games brought to life. Literally, like that's the best video game movie right there. Yes. <laughs> like, that, that that was pretty good. That was pretty good. My my, my additional one that I'll throw in there, only because like I, I personally just enjoyed it. Um, and it's a true story. Is um million dollar arm. Uh, these two um these two baseball players that uh, they came from India. Um, uh, this guy it was his agent, and he started this game show in India, and it was basically a competition to see like you know who has the best throwing arm and who can be converted from like a javelin thrower or a cricket thrower and turn them into professional athletes within like a year or two years span. And so they, and just the whole development of like these kids who never picked up a baseball before to them being, you know, professional baseball. Now, like in real time, like they only played for like a few seasons, but the fact that they represented a whole new country and opened a whole new market for players in a different world, like, I just thought that that was so beautiful and just to expand that. And so, um, say so yeah, for that, I, I would do that. It's like an honorable mention to just watch million dollar arm. It was pretty cool. That's good. That's nice. I just want, I just want to you know, point out that I'm the real innovator here coming up with my three recommendations. Y'all just decided to copy me, but, but uh, I still don't like you because you actually like, like that movie Mortal Kombat, but you know, whatever. I mean, I know when I brought up the question, so. You're the, one, you're the one. You're the one. You're the one who picked Twilight for his book series. What are you, a teenage girl? Yes. 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 Doo doo butter. Doo butter. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and close it out. Oh boy. Well, well thank you all for watching. Thank you all for watching another episode. Of four square. I appreciate all the squares for coming out, being squares in their own fashion. Uh, make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, um, hit that notification button. We'll put that link in the description for our social media. Uh, comment your favorite movies. Uh, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, you know, like, like let's get it going. Let's chop it up in the comment section. And um, until then, we'll see y'all in the next episode. It's been fun, y'all. Peace, man. This man. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Lucas, one of the squares, and I'm here to apologize for the delays you have experienced for episode three, part two. It's all on me. A combination of my life getting slammed around like WWE and just really unforeseen technical difficulties. But, you know, we're going to put out content at a much more consistent rate so y'all can enjoy the stuff you're here for much quicker and much more frequently. That being said, to the fans that was here uh, since day one and those who are coming in new, we appreciate and love y'all's support. 
stay tuned. It's only going up from here. Bye, guys. Stay undercover, I'm stealth. My whole life, I kept on waiting for shit. Had to learn to go get it myself. Yeah, I get this shit by myself. Yeah, I make a way for myself. Yeah, I said you got a new dude in that school, but I promise we fuck, I won't tell. Yeah, now that you miss it, I tell. Because you still hit at myself. So just let us out of ourselves. Cause I think I'm losing brain cells, cause you're toxic, so toxic, so want you myself. Wanted that girl for some years now. Now she unbuckled my belt. And see, she like how I felt. I'm on a mission, no, I cannot fail. <laughs>